two verses this morning. Romans 16. We'll look down this morning in verse number 17. Romans chapter number 16. And verse number 17. If you're there this morning, say Amen. Paul, of course, is writing. And this is what he says, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. That's pretty stout. Verse 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. That's even stouter. In other words, Paul's saying these people that cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine that you've learned from the Word of God, he said mark them and avoid them. That's pretty serious. But then he says, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. Brother Eric, turn that game down just a little bit on the actual box. And if the Lord will help me, I've been studying this now for a couple weeks. Been looking at this and um, I want to preach to you on this thought. And, And let me give you a background before I announce my My title. All the time, my daddy's not here, he's at work this morning, he'll be here tonight. But all the time you'll hear my dad say in testifying, we've seen people come, people go, we've seen people love it, people hate it, people love me, people, you know, all that type of thing. And my dad's told me from day one, son, this church ain't for everybody. I've heard that so many times from my daddy. This church, son, I'm trying to tell you that this church ain't for everybody. Now I'm gonna tell you in my heart, I everybody that walks in, I hope I wished it would be for them. Yeah. But my dad's right. Hey, man, he's right. This church ain't for everybody. And so if God'll help me by his grace, I'm gonna preach on that thought. This church ain't for everybody. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Well, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the opportunity. God to be here this morning. Lord, I I bless your name for the good week that we've had, but God, now it's time that, uh, Lord, that we sow the seed. God, that the people of God, Lord, they've got to eat manna and bread from above, Lord, meat from the Word of God. I pray this morning, Lord, that you'd help me, God, enable me, give me power and unction. Lord, help me, God, to stay in the Spirit, not uh, walk in the flesh. Lord, not say anything by my own being or my own thoughts or my own intellect, but God, that I'd say what you had me say, plus or minus nothing, Lord. Use this uh, service and this message this morning, God, to be a help to your people and to convict those, Lord, and draw those that may be lost, uh, God, to salvation. For what you do, we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. This church ain't for everybody. By way of introduction this morning, it is here in our text where the Apostle Paul uh, has written down some very 
strong words under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God. Paul begins to deal with and address those who have ultimately showed up with one mind and one purpose and one goal and that is to stir up trouble. Has anybody ever met troublemaker? Come on somebody. Has anybody ever met somebody that's all they know how to do is stir the pot? May I say the word of God tells us this morning to mark them and avoid them. Now before I go any further I want to say this. In today's generation scriptures such as this have been long forgotten about. May I say the preachers in our day and in this hour they're too afraid of hurting people's feelings and they're too afraid of digging into their own bank accounts to be real men of God. Can I say this morning? Fact the matter is it don't matter what society says. It does not matter what generation we're in. The Word of God is right and it's always right. It's true and it'll always be true and while the Word world may change. Thank God that we've got something this morning that never ever changes. Uh, may I say this morning, it is here in Romans chapter number 16 where we find that Paul uh, is dealing with this subject uh, of folks that come by and do nothing but stir up trouble. Uh, the Bible said there, uh, my friend, the Bible said in verse number 17, it said, now I beseech you brethren mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. May I say this morning this ideology that's infected the minds and hearts of preachers of today that says we have to watch what we say and we have to watch how we say what we say and we have to say what we say in a right way because they won't hear what we say if we don't say it they want the way they want us to say it. All this nonsense uh, that's been unleashed has been unleashed uh, from the deepest, darkest hole in hell. Uh, but may I say this morning, I'm not preaching today uh, uh, so you can evaluate what I have to say. Uh, but fact is, I don't have much to say within myself. Uh, but thank God when He called me, He gave me every word that I needed to say. And He gave me every, every verse that I needed to read. Uh, this morning, I had determined in my heart that I will stand and preach the Word of God. Somebody's got to preach the Bible. And I say God don't adapt to us, but we ought to adapt and conform to Him. And by the grace of God, I'm going to preach what the Bible says. Uh, may I say it is here in Romans 16 where God in His Word gives us a warning uh, concerning those who have set out uh, to do one thing and one thing only, and that's walk in a church, or maybe they've been in the church for a while and tear something up. Uh, may I say you do realize that there are people uh, that that's exactly what they do. Uh, they'll go to this church and they'll tear it apart. And then they'll go down the road to another church and they'll tear it apart. And, I mean, they've lived their whole lives. That's what they do. Uh, 
never, listen to me, red flag, red flag, red flag for those people who can't stay nowhere. Help me somebody. I'm not talking about leaving over a doctrinal issue. I'm not talking about leaving over a spiritual issue or a sin issue. I'm not even talking about leaving because the Spirit of God told you to leave. I don't want to talk about. I'm talking about these people that never get grounded in the local church. They never get grounded in Bible preaching and Bible doctrine. May I say until your roots hit deep soil, you're never going to produce and you're never going to blossom for the sake of God and for the cause of Christ. My friend, we're living in a day and hour where people uproot and move on because something hit them the wrong way or somebody did them the wrong way. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're in a Holy Ghost Bible preaching, amen, I'm talking about a real New Testament local church. It's worth putting up with some stuff. There's stuff going to happen, friend. I'm just going to tell you. I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm going to fail you. I'm going to let you down. I'm going to make you mad. I probably done made half church mad this past week in Bible school. But thank God somebody has got to say things and do things to keep this thing in order. You've got to get past you and realize that not only do you, but your family needs a a real Bible-believing local church. It's not going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. We're married to Him this morning. Come on, somebody. Now, He's never going to do us wrong, but you know every, every single relationship, every marriage is full of its problems. There's problems along the way when you're a part of the bride, but don't mean you leave your first love. Can I say this morning that there are people that are sent. I believe they're hell sent, friend. Come on, somebody. I mean, I, I'm, I, I can go ahead and tell you if you come today and you ain't buckled up and ready, you might as well just get that way because today's going to be one of them days. I'm, I'm talking about tonight, too. Uh, today's going to be one of them days, friend. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, we just come out of a good week. Thank God for it. I ain't met nobody. Ain't nobody done nothing that I know of wrong. Uh, but you better know the devil is after this place. Uh, and he's got hell sent. Uh, he's got hell sent troublemakers uh, at the gates uh, of this place that uh, he wants to see it uh, fall through. He wants to see it uh, depleted and de- de- demolished. And uh, my friend, I've got to stand on watch. Uh, and when God says sound the horn, uh, uh, you better know that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to sound the horn and say, hey, it's time that we realize the danger that we all face in the church. When I read this portion of Scripture, the thought came back to my mind. And I've already announced it, but that thought, my daddy says all the time, Son, I get so discouraged, Brother Carlos. People will come, man, they pat me on the back, shake my hand. If I've heard this once, I'm telling them the God's honest truth. I've heard it a hundred times. I ain't heard preaching like that in 30, 40, 50 years. And they'll pat me on the back and say, My God, you can't find a church of this caliber nowhere. Bless God, I'm glad I can. My God, I'm rejoicing. I, I can't wait to be back. Glory to be to God. And they'll pump it all up and climb it all up. And then I don't know where they go, but they never come back. Come on, somebody. Help me. And Brother Carlos, I, I mean, it's like gut, getting gut punched by the devil. Yeah. 
Every time, man, I've tried so hard. I know God told me to do this. And I think it's evident to everybody else now that God told me to do this. Look where we are. But I see, and some of y'all have been with me for the, for the whole time, all the people who's came. I mean, my God, if they'd all stayed. I'm not just talking about people that's visited. I'm talking about people that came. They were, they were here for a certain amount of time. And we thought, we all thought, I definitely thought, well, they're going to stick it out. Thank God. But see, like, three times, one will stay. And then after a while they leave, and then God give us one. That seemed like one or two, maybe a year, that would hang in there and stay. And I thought, oh God, what am I doing wrong? But it was a good day when the Lord uh, pointed out to me, it's not what I'm doing wrong. That's not why they're leaving. It's what I'm doing right. Uh, that's why they're leaving. We're living. Listen to me. We're in the Laodicean church age. Uh, we're living in the last days where they won't endure sound doctrine, but they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. My friend, this generation don't want a red-faced Holy Ghost-filled preacher. That ain't what they want. They don't want a man of God to stand up and tell them that sin's still wrong and hell's still hot and heaven's still holy. They don't want the truth. They want fables and they want types and they want illustrations and plays and productions. But my friend, God called me as a 19-year-old boy to preach this Bible and by the grace of God. I'm determined to go out of here at the same way the Apostle Paul went out saying I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course and I've kept the faith. I want to do what God's called me to do and I want you to be a part of it. That, that phrase, this church ain't for everybody, that don't mean it ain't open and available for everybody. We welcome everybody. I've learned the reason this church ain't for everybody is because not everybody wants a church. Amen. That's why. Not everybody wants a church. It is. It's available for everybody, but it ain't for everybody because not everybody wants a church. Amen. I've been asked so many times out talking to people visiting, well, what, 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 what kind of programs has God? I ain't, listen, I ain't against programs. I ain't against things. I, I'd, love, I'd love to get to the point. I mean, to be honest, right now, I believe we're still just building to the point of getting you here for Sunday school. So it's going to be hard to have a children's program. Help me somebody. I mean, I, I still ain't getting half y'all to show up Sunday school. So how in God's name do you think we're supposed to run a children's program? Listen, I ain't against all that. Uh, but my friend, until we get to the place we can have them, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I've been asked many times, well, what kind of programs you got? Well, we really ain't got, uh, I mean, programs. Church. But I'll tell you what we do have. We got preaching. Amen. Oh, that's, you know, kids today, that ain't, you know, that ain't really their thing. That's the problem. Amen. Come on, somebody. My mom and daddy didn't give me an option. Preaching wouldn't have been my thing at 13 either. Uh, friend, if I'd have had my way, I'd have been outside playing basketball and flirting with the girls. Uh, but thank God for a mom and daddy said, no, son. We're not looking for a program. We're looking for preaching. We're looking for a place where God can work in your heart uh, and minister to your soul that you can be, get un, uh, uh, you can get uh, uh, uncomfortable and convicted. That's what we need in today's generation. I'm not against all that. I hope we can have it. But you better know we're not ever going to replace preaching with it. We're never going to replace church with it. It'll be extra to the service. Somebody help me, somebody. Somebody help It'll be extra to the service. We're not, listen, I'm not pulling these kids out of here and trying to pamper them and letting the devil walk them by their, walk them by hand down to the way of destruction and drop them off into hell. I refuse to stand by while the world is allowed 
allowing their families to be misled. Somebody has got to be a watchman on the wall and say there is but one way. That's the right way. There's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of destruction. That's why, you know, this church ain't for everybody. It's because everybody don't want a church. Amen. I immediately begin to think about that. And, uh, you know, somebody would hear me say that or see, well, see my title on the podcast, and automatically what they're going to do is twist it around uh, to make it mean something it does not mean. This church ain't for everybody. It don't mean we're not open and, and welcoming for everybody. Listen now, it don't mean that we're going to just let anybody do anything. Help me right there now. We'll open the door to the worst of sinners. I'm, I'll open the door to the sodomites and the perverse, but we're going to watch them suckers. Are you listening to me? Help me right there. I mean, I'll open it up. We'll open it up because they're on their way to hell. But bless God Almighty, somebody sitting behind them with a gun. Help me, somebody. You say, oh, I can't believe. Oh, yes, friend. Until God, the Holy Ghost, comes by and saves them. I don't trust them. Matter of fact, I don't trust myself. I don't trust you. We've all got to be careful. This church is open to anybody and everybody. But this church is not for everybody because not everybody is looking for a church. May I say this morning, just because you attend here don't mean that you're going to have the privilege and the honor and that's what it is uh, to lead here you say oh my lord uh, did he really say that you better know I did uh, but because in order to have a real church uh, you've got to have real Christians in leadership uh, you've got to have men and women you can trust uh, I can't just let anybody get up and sing uh, I can't just let anybody get up and preach or teach uh, I can't turn the kids loose with just anybody if you want to serve You've got to prove yourself faithful as a servant. That's hard preaching in these days. Used to, that wasn't nothing. They heard stuff like that every week. But nowadays you preach like that. My God, you're a hate monger and a dictator and a a bigot. But friend, no, I'm going to tell you what I am. I'm a God-called preacher. They'll twist it in the meaning of a bunch of stuff it don't mean. This church welcomes anybody and everybody that is looking for a real church. It'll be for them. Amen. You know what's sad, brother, brother Jim? You've said it. You, I mean, this is your words. He said he's waited 50 years for a church like this. You know how sad that is that all those years he's waited and, and this, this place is accessible to so many people that they're not even interested. Yeah. Why ain't they interested? We done proved to our community what we was when we went outside for them two or three months. Yeah. They don't know where we stand, friend. They don't know. They don't know that we're gonna preach that Bible. They don't know that we're standing against sin. They don't know that we're standing on truth. And you know what it tells me? There's a whole lot of people out there that are not really looking for a church. Amen. We're living in that day and hour where they don't want the church to be like church. I used to be afraid to call names or say stuff, but I'm over all that. It's a crime shame that. Uh, the churches in, in London, like the Creek, have, have, have this is literally their slogans and their motto. Right. On the sign in Williamsburg, you think I'm right? Go by and look at it. In Williamsburg, it says the Creek. It says a church for people that don't like church. <laughs> what in God's name's the point? Man. You think I'm lying? Here, here it is. Here it is. Word of 2021. Fact check me. 
a church for people that I don't want church to be like that, friend. A church for people that don't. If you don't like church, it's because you've never been born again. I'm going to tell you who don't like church is sinners who don't know God. I don't want this place to accommodate sinners. I want it to convict sinners so they can get saved and know the gospel and know the Lord Jesus. I ain't, I ain't popular these days. I ain't. A lot of people don't like me because how this the, how this church is. That's just the way it is. We're living in a day and hour where they don't want church. They're not looking for God. They're looking for friends and boyfriends and husbands. Some of them's already got wives. They're still looking for wives. Help me, somebody. Some of them's got husbands and they're still looking for husbands. Help me, somebody. Oh yes, sin has corrupted the churches. They're not looking for help for their sin. They're looking for a church who don't preach against it. Right. You know why the drunk used to come to church, Bud Jim? Because he knew he was a drunkard and he needed God to save him. Yeah. Needed God to get him out of his mess. That's why he would come. But now, see, uh, now folks, they know they're in sin. They'll run the opposite way or find a church they know ain't going to deal with it because they don't want to expose. They don't want to change. They want to clear their conscience. And let me say this. You can die with the clearest conscience in America or in the whole world. But if you've never been saved, you'll still die and go to a devil's hell. You've got to be saved. I can probably say that this church ain't that way. As long as I'm here, it won't be that way. I don't say that arrogantly. I mean that. We're not going that route. Because of this one thing alone, I could stop right there and be done. But just what I've already said, it's very clear that this church ain't for everybody. Now, I'm going to get into some of this in our text. If you would look with me, I'm going to preach on these two verses. This church ain't for everybody. Look with me in verse number 17. Again, Paul's writing. He said, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Number one, this church ain't for everybody. Who is this church not for? Number one, this church ain't for those who cause problems. Amen. It ain't the right church for you. That's right. Are you listening? You're welcome here. I hope God will change your heart. But if you're a problem causer, this ain't the right church for you. I'm going to tell you something. We're not like the church down the road that's going to let you come in, tear everything all to hell and back, and then sit back and just let it go on. Help somebody. Oh, yes. Why? There's something worth protecting here. And it's the power and the presence of Almighty God. This church ain't for those who cause problems. Paul said, I beseech you, brethren. In other words, I'm calling you out. Listen to me. He said, mark them which cause divisions and offenses. It is here that Paul makes a bold statement when he says to mark them. Let me give you a few definitions so you can understand what's being said. Number one, the word mark here, it means to notice or to take particular observation of to observe listen how many of y'all are people watchers I like watching people you can get free entertainment if you'll go park on the side of uh, in a parking spot at Walmart and watch I bet you it's the best show you'll ever pay not pay for I'm telling you people watchers you know what I have been commissioned to do watch you and I am watching you uh, and, the, and listen to me those of you who are uh, a part of this church you must watch people observe 
hired people, not just visitors. We must watch one another. Help me somebody. Uh, he said, mark them or take particular observation of. Uh, mark them, which cause divisions. Uh, then he says this. Uh, he said, not only do you mark them, uh, he said, but notice this, which cause. I want to I wanna talk about that word cause. The, the word cause means this, that which produces an effect. That which is Im- impels into existence or by its agency or operation produces what did not before exist. Paul said observe them that cause create, that bring things in that were not there before. He said watch them that cause divisions. I'll tell you something, people that bring division into the church, you better mark them. What's that? Watch them. Observe them. Pay close attention to them. Because they have caused, they have created something that was not there. Help me somebody. Some of y'all got people running through your mind right now. That's the kind of person they was. You got to observe them. You got to watch them. Part of it. Then he says this. He says, watch them with cause divisions and offenses. The word offenses means this. Occasion of stumbling. You ever heard this phrase? You should have in church at some point. Don't be a stumbling block. Can I say you can be a stumbling block to your brother without necessarily even what you're doing or saying or promoting or advocating being sin? You can be a stumbling block. You gotta watch those. He said, observe them which cause or birth something new. Uh, birth divisions and offenses or stumbling block, a snare in the church. You know what the Bible says? Uh, it says this about offenses in Matthew 18, 7. It said, Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to the man by whom the offense cometh. Uh, one commentator said this. A danger discovered is half prevented. I believe that. In other words, when you can spot danger, it's already half prevented just because you spot it. Right. Have prevented. That's step number one. You've got to watch, you've got to mark, you've got to observe those which cause divisions and offenses. He said, mark them, and then he said this avoid. Help me, somebody. What's that word avoid mean? It means to turn away from. You ain't going to like this, but this is Webster 1828. Avoid means to shun. You ain't going to like this either. Avoid means to put out of. Avoid means to withdraw from. Paul, this now, by the way, Paul's the writer, but he's writing under the inspiration of the what? The Holy Ghost of God. This is God's Word. Right. So I don't necessarily agree with all this. Well, you're disagreeing with God. Right. I didn't write the book. I'm just preaching the book. Verse 17, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them to turn away from the shun, to put out of or withdraw from, meaning shun all communication with those who cause division and offenses. That's the Bible. What are you saying, brother? So what you're saying is if people come in and leave our church, we can't talk to them. Don't twist what I'm saying. Right. What I said. But people that come in and like a tornado tear everything all to pieces and leave it and don't care nothing about you, God, the church, or anybody else, 
You better cut ties. Amen. Amen. Oh my God, that's a, I've been accused of this so many times I could vomit. Hey, oh, that's a cult. No. No. We believe the Bible. Amen. 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 Strong meat this morning. Strong meat. Uh, but can I tell you this morning, we've got an obligation to God in this church for people that cause divisions and offenses. We must mark them and avoid them. I didn't say be a jerk to them. I didn't say no, don't say hello at Walmart. Come on, somebody. Matter of fact, you ought to be friendly. And I tell you, the goodness of God leads me to repentance. Right. Somebody that's done you as dirty as somebody can do you. That's right. You know what? You know what? Get them. It ain't. It ain't flipping them off. The red light. Help me, somebody. Come on, God. It's like you don't do it. You're lying. Go ahead. I know. Like, somebody in here is weak. Throw his finger up. We're at the hell. Yeah. Right. Come on, somebody. What? They run me down, brother. John, you don't know the things they said about me. There's people that literally wish I was put in a graveyard somewhere. And I, I tell them, they do. They wish I did not exist. And when God gives me the opportunity to see them, you know what I always try to do? I try to just smile. I'm going my way and ask them to be lunch with me. But I go out of my way to smile and say, hello, how are you doing today? Man, it's good to see you. Amen. You talk about eating their lunch. Yeah. Right. That tears them up and you walk away with victory in your heart. Amen. You don't have to be bitter. You don't have to be angry. Right. You don't have to, I mean, I've been done wrong. I've been done dirty by good people, Christian people, by preachers. And other, I mean, I hate, man. I hate my guts But it's not right for you and I to go the opposite way. You must avoid them. Right. But you don't have to be arrogant towards them. Amen. Cut ties. Cut fellowship. That's what that means. Cut fellowship with. Cut communication with, but it don't mean don't be a Christian. Man, Got to be a Christian. You realize, listen to me, this is where a lot of our churches ain't figured this out. You can cut ties and break fellowship without treating somebody like pure junk. Amen. Yeah, that is right. Do you know that? You can. You can break fellowship with somebody and not ever hurt their feelings. You can do it. Amen. All you got to do is love them like the Lord loves them. Forgive them, go on, but just don't take them same steps that you took before. Learn from your mistakes. I got to move on. This church ain't for those who cause problems. You say, why? Because they'll get dealt with. There's some churches y'all been a part of. Some of you have. I know Brother Dax has, according to his stories. My God, he's got some for the ages. He'd been in some churches where there was no order whatsoever. There was no sound doctrine. There was no stability whatsoever. And he'll tell you, these churches, I'm going to tell you how they get like this. It's because a man of God won't stand up and preach this way. Let me tell you why. You say, oh, we got problems going on? Not that I know of. But this, this morning, this kind of preaching is preventive maintenance. That's what it is. Amen. Preventive maintenance. It'll keep it. People see a preacher stand up and preach like this, they'll say, well... We can't do what we used to do here. Come on, somebody. Right. Or they've been contemplating stirring up a big fuss. That'll keep them a little bit quieter. <laughs> Preventative maintenance. Amen. you got to mark them. Avoid them. This church ain't for those who cause problems. You better know that there are folks who go to church with one aim, and that is to do nothing but create trouble. May I say this morning, problem causers are like tornadoes. They really are. I got to think about this. They show up out of nowhere. 
Now listen to me. Problem causers are like tornadoes. They show up out of midair. Nobody, listen, are you listening to, it's getting tight in here, I can feel it. They show up out of midair. They tear up everything in their path and everything around them. They take everything they can get, never give nothing in return. They create fear and doubt among the people. Then once they're done, they disappear back into midair. And they leave us, those that remain behind, to clean up the mess. That's what a tornado does, ain't it? It, it comes out of nowhere, tears everything up, then leaves. And there you are. you got to go out and put your roof back on and scrape your yard and build your shed back. Are you listening to me? you got to rebuild everything. And they ain't, they ain't nowhere around. They're gone. They got what they wanted. They're gone. What did the Bible say in verse 18? For they that are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their own good. Now I say if you're a person... This morning that likes to cause problems. You're welcome here as long as you ain't causing problems. But this church ain't going to be for you. I don't know what some of y'all are thinking. Well, Brother Josh, somebody needs to show them the love of Christ. Come on now. I've done prepared for you, friend. Well, somebody's got to love the trouble, even the troublemakers. I mean, Lord, if everybody just shuns them, they're never going to... You're wrong, friend. Amen. Let me tell you something about troublemakers. Here's my answer. No. They already know about the Lord. Amen. Matter of fact, they've heard about Him at more churches than you'll ever hear about Him at. They've been to every one in four counties and 15 states. They know the gospel better than the pastor knows the gospel. They can quote the death, burial, and the resurrection because they've seen and heard it all because they've experienced it a different way, a different way, a different way here, there, and yonder. They know what's right and they disregard what's right. They're not looking for Jesus. The Bible just said they're not serving Him. Amen. They're serving their own bellies. Amen. Come on, somebody. Oh, it's it's a Sunday morning. You said, oh, I can't believe that. Well, talk to the Lord. He's the one that dealt with me on this. That's right. Amen, brother. Word of God. Yeah, the Lord loves them and we'll love them. But I love what God's done here, and I love you and your family more than to let a snake in and devour everything. Amen. By the way, y'all remember this verse, don't you? A little leaven leaven at the whole lump. Yeah. Huh? Let me ask you a serious question. What kind of preacher would you have if you let somebody come in and devour everything God's done for you and your family for the sake of the one? I, listen, I, I, I ain't one of those preachers that looks forward to throwing people out. I think I've never done it. Amen. Yeah. I'm not. I believe it. I hope I never have to. Yeah. There is a line where you have to ask somebody to leave if they will not get right. There is. There is. But I've never been there. By the grace of God, hopefully, Lord, please. I never want to get Amen. Never had to do it. But I can promise you one thing. Before I let you and your family suffer in the wrath of God following this church and then all go to the dudes over that one that won't repent, won't get right, I'd do it for your sake. Amen. I believe it. And listen, that ought to make you mad. That ought to make you say, Hallelujah, thank God for a real preacher. Right. That'll stand up for me and my family and protect what God has done in this place. Right. I hope I never have to. I've met them preachers. But it's got church 15 last month. They need to, they need to resign. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They like it too much. 
If they look forward to having to deal with people and throwing them out, they need to step down. They need to quit. They might need to get saved. I don't know. But I, listen, I'm not longing for that. I'm just letting you know if it's a, if it's a possible, if it's something I have to do, I do it the right way in the Spirit of God. For your sake, for His sake, for our sake. If you think for one second I'm going to sit by the wayside and watch the wolves take their seat among the flock and not sound the horn and do nothing about it, you're wrong. I have to. What kind of preacher would I be uh, to see wolves in sheep's clothing making their bed in the sheepfold and not sound the horn? You know what I'm doing this morning? I'm firing a warning shot. I got to think about a shepherd. I don't know a whole lot about him. If I was one, here's what I'd do. If I was sitting on a hillside and there was my sheep down in the pasture eating, and here come the coyotes, they was too far, I couldn't reach them, couldn't do much with them. But I could see them, I'm shooting a warning shot. I'm letting them know, not up in here, friend. Come on. But if they keep approaching, they start getting closer to my flock, I'm getting closer to them. And the closer they get, the closer I'm getting. And the second shot ain't a warning shot, friend. If I've got to take a butcher knife and jump on their back, I'm going in for the kill. Amen. Amen. I'm going in for the kill, not so I can flex my muscle, but so I can care for the sheep. God is here. God gives you Give me the flock. You're the flock, but I'm the overseer. I'm the under-shepherd, but these shepherds, it's my job to care for you. It's my job to feed you. It's my job to fight for you. It's my job to protect you. And people, listen, men of God, pastors, that claim to be men of God, that won't stand up for the sheep, need to sit down. That's good preaching, man. Thank you, Lord. Right, man. It's exactly right. This ain't hateful. I'm just exposing really I love you. I love this church. I love it so much I'm not willing to let the problem cause this church ain't for everybody. It ain't for the problem. It ain't for the wolves. If they're not willing to get saved and become sheep, we ain't having a wolf pack in here. Help me somebody. No sir. This is God's house. It's supposed to be sheep of the flock. He's the shepherd. He said, I, my sheep hear my voice. Amen. And they follow me. Amen. Amen. Ain't you glad to be a part of a church that knows the voice of the good shepherd? Amen. He can show up like he already has this morning and we know his voice. That's because it's not been corrected. This church ain't for everybody. Unfortunately, it's not. If you think I'm a modern day average limp-wristed, no backbone, spineless pastor, you're wrong. Not because I think I'm somebody, but God's given me a call and a commission and I fully intend to my dying breath to fulfill that. I'm not going to be one. I ain't got no backbone, no grit, don't have no authority. I can't stand walking in a church where the pastor don't have authority. He's supposed to. Some of y'all's a nervous wreck. You realize that the pastor is supposed to have authority in the church. Strange language in these days. Strange language in these days. You think you're going to just run the show? Nope. I ain't going to run none of it. 
When I'm gonna do everything he says, because he is running. Amen. If we left it to everybody just couldn't buy y'all, let's raise your hand, take a vote. What we're gonna do? Ain't no, ain't no blessed God. Wonder we got so much problems. Amen. True. In our churches. That's right, true preacher. Got too many Indians, not enough, or too many chiefs, not enough Indians. That's right. God has order to His church. He does. You know why some of these churches are dried up? Ain't seen nobody say Ain't God ain't working in forty years. There's no order. No order. No biblical. There's no biblical order. I didn't start this thing because I wanted it or I wanted to or something to do. But again, Amen. the Lord told me. And it's taught me since then what it means to be a I didn't know what it was to be a pastor. <laughs> I didn't know how to be a pastor. I didn't know what a pastor was supposed to do. I didn't know how a pastor was supposed to pray. I didn't know what a pastor, how he was supposed to preach. I mean, the only thing I had was 15 or 20 sermons that I had preached around everywhere, and I preached them for the first month, then I ran out. And God said, it's time to study. I preached all the messages, and he said, all right, now it's time to study. I thought, what am I going to preach? I don't have nothing right now. You know what I learned? You better get something, Jack. You better get in the Bible. You better get on your knees. And listen, there's been a million nights I laid down and I didn't have an outline. But thank God when I got to the church, the Lord gave me an inline. Not every week does God give me a five point out. He just saw. It's not. A lot of times He does that. Sometimes He don't. It. I'm just learning to rely on the shepherd of these. Amen, brother. I tell you, that's great. What else can I do? I don't just come in here and preach what I want to. Amen. You know what? God knows what each one of you need. Amen. Everybody in here, you've got a need this morning. Amen. You depend on me to meet it, you're in bad shape. But you know what I've learned? I can preach on the three little bears and the Holy Ghost and God deal with everybody here. Amen. He could. A different way. I believe that. Right. I believe that. Amen. Isaac may be dealing with something this morning, totally off subject, but the Lord used something I said, and that's his heart doing it. And then over here it's something different. Over there it's something different. All from the same message. That's because that's what you call Holy Ghost preaching. Amen. Amen. Baptists are scared to death the term Holy Ghost. They are. Hello, he's part of the Trinity. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not charismatic. I'm not walking forward like a fish and speaking an unknown tongue. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. I feel like preaching today. Some of y'all, I don't think you want to listen, but I feel good. <laughs> he's entrusted me to care for the flock. I'll back you up. And when the wolves show up, I've got to do something. Amen. Right. I ain't going to just do something to do something, but if there's trouble, I'm going to, I have to deal with it. <laughs> I'll die if need be. And I mean that. Yeah. That ain't super spiritual talk. I want you to understand something. Your preacher would die for the cause of this church. I would. Amen. I'd give my last breath. I mean it with every... God in heaven knows. I'm going to stand before Him. Y'all going to be there to see whether or not I'm telling you the truth. I mean, I'm going to answer for it. I'd die for this place. Amen, I love it. The Lord. I love what God's done here. I love the people here. Amen. You think I'm lying? God will, God will reveal my heart to you one day at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. He'll reveal my words to you whether they're true or whether they're false. And I'd die for this place. Amen. I'd give my very life. I'd leave my family and my children. I'd leave them behind if need be. Yeah. I would. I'd die and go on to heaven. For this place. Amen. I mean that. So how could somebody love the church that much? I can't explain it other than God birthed it in my heart. I can't explain it other than that. 
I've got to move on, man. I'm, Thank you, Lord. I've got to move on. Can I say the Lord's been too good to us? He's blessed us too much, been too faithful, brought us too far for us to sit back and let the forces of hell move in. I must give Him all I've got and you must give Him all you've got. Let me, let me say something. I'm going to deal with the church tonight. I'm going to deal with the man of God in relation to the church tonight, if the Lord will let me. But let me say this. To have a real church like this, it ought not, it ought not be a difficult thing for you to invest your life into this place. I don't apologize for saying that. It ought not be a difficult thing for you to invest your life. That means your time, your money. That means your 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 efforts, your talents, your abilities. I mean, I know a lot of people work hard. I'm Sister Amanda, a bunch of work hard on BBS, but I'm I'm just going to step out right here in the page. I'm not trying to belittle you because I know there's a bunch of ladies that work hard. But I'm going to tell you something: Sister Geneva made a lot of sacrifice. I'm just going to go ahead and step out and say that. She asked me to, but she did. I know some of y'all know did too. Please don't get mad at me. I didn't know it until the thing about done and over with, but all the material and all that stuff, I mean, I guess I just thought it popped out of the ground. But this, she spent her own money on that. Never not one time she come to me and asked. What is that? She loves this place. She had a heart for what God was going to do in BBS. Let me tell you something. Every single child that walked through the door, I believe with all my heart, not just her, but everybody who labored together for their labor. Right. I believe the Lord put a check mark beside your name and said, all right, I'm going to reward that. I'm going to reward that. I'm going to reward that. Listen, you ought to invest your life in this place. Right. I, I, I don't understand people that go to church and they schedule church in. Listen, church is first. Everything else is scheduled around church. Amen. I don't apologize for saying that. But Chris, I used to preach like that and people tighten up and get married. I don't, listen, I, I'm not apologetic for telling you that is first priority. Amen. It ought to be in every Christian's life Amen. serving God through the local church. Amen. I ain't going to get through all this today. I'm really not. I'm skipping so much. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm just going to close. I'm not even going to try. And I ain't done, so I'll come back to it. Maybe next Sunday, maybe Wednesday. might be a month from now. I don't know if the Lord will let me. I'm just going to close down right there. But my second point was this. I ain't going to preach it, but this church ain't for those who cause problems. Number two, this church ain't for those who can't take preaching. This church has been built on preaching. Amen. And it should be. Amen. And by God's grace, we're going to continue to build this church on preaching. Amen. Let me tell you something about a church that's built on preaching. It'll have a solid foundation that won't fall. That's right. If you'll build a church upon the Scriptures, Brother, Brother Chris, I don't care what kind of force of hell comes against it, it's on the rock. Amen. Right. Amen. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Yes. That's the rock. It's Him. So that's the second point. And then the third one was this. Read with me and I'll be done. And I'm not preaching sometime later. The Bible says, For they that are such, serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but we're all This church ain't for those who cause problems. This church ain't for those who can't take preaching. And this church ain't for those who conceal their purpose. Amen. Conceal their purpose. Yeah. Their purpose is not to serve the Lord Jesus. Their purpose is for themselves. And so... If the Lord will let us, we'll get back to it. But this morning I want to ask you something. Are you here for the right reason? And if you're not, don't mean that we're going to throw a baseball at you and you know, tell you never come back. But I'm going to invite you this morning to make things right.
Or not, really. I don't know why I'm here. You need to figure that out today. Amen. If you're part of a church and you don't know why something's wrong somewhere, it's got a wire across somewhere or another. Amen. I want you to come. Let's all stand, brother. Just song them taste. Father, love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. I pray, Lord, you bless the message. Help us this morning. For thy sake, in Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to come this morning. Maybe you've got something to pray about, somebody, maybe. I don't know your needs. The Lord spoke to you. I want you to come speak to Him. This church is available for everybody, but it ain't for everybody. Because not everybody wants a real church. I'm glad you're here. I hope everybody that comes stays and serves. I do. I really do. I, I want everybody to come and be a part. But the fact is, there's just some that won't. I want you to determine in your heart today. You found a good church. You need to be a part of it. If you're already a part of it, you need to defend it. Stand for it. Serve. Pray, love, protect, watch. Serve Him together. These have came. How about you this morning? Won't you come?